Thanks for listening to the Swearing In Podcast, where you'll hear the origin stories of those who chose to serve. So ground your gear, take a seat, and listen up. The Swearing In Podcast starts right now. Rock, rock, all night long, we're gonna rock, rock, to the break of dawn, we're gonna swing it, swing it, where we wanna go home, we're gonna shake it, shake it, in the twilight zone, we're gonna rock, rock. Welcome to everyone listening, and I'd like to especially welcome all of my brothers and sisters in service. This is the Swearing In Podcast, and I am your host, Marty Smith. Today, my guest is Army Retired Lieutenant Colonel Rob Smith. Rob grew up in Philadelphia and graduated from Overbrook High School in 1983. He joined the Army right after graduation and swore in at the Felly Meps at just 17 years old. He went to BASIC and AIT at Fort Jackson, South Carolina, as a 71 Lima Administrative Specialist. His first assignment was to Engineer School Brigade in Fort Belvoir, Virginia. That was followed by an assignment to Korea and then back to Arlington Hall Station, Virginia. It was there that he was accepted into the Green to Gold program and attended Shippensburg University in Pennsylvania. Upon graduation, he was commissioned a second lieutenant in armor. He attended Officer Basic Course at Fort Knox, Kentucky. Then he was assigned to the 4th Infantry Division at Fort Carson, Colorado. After four years in armor, he was branch detailed to military intelligence. He went to Officer Advanced Course at Fort Huachuca, Arizona, where he was promoted to captain. He later served as a basic training company commander, transferred to Acquisitions Branch, deployed to Afghanistan in 2016, and retired as a lieutenant colonel in 2017. Now this concludes your pre-brief, so let's get on with the interview. Well, joining me today is Army Retired Lieutenant Colonel Rob Smith. Rob, thanks for coming on, telling your story. I appreciate that. Anytime. Thanks for inviting me. I've been inviting you for many months. (laughs) You certainly have. (laughs) So, you told me the story about being born in Philly. That's fascinating. Yes. Born so, in a house. And you grew up and you went to high school in Philly. Overbrook High School. Uh, yes. In Philadelphia. You're a sports hero? Yeah. What did you do? No. Uh, well, I was tall enough to play basketball, but I didn't have the Ow. strength. Yeah, sure, sure. So, I was uh, amazing on the bowling team. <laughs> No, sure. <laughs> I did. I was on a bowling team and I ran cross country. Oh, you did? I did. I did. I hey, ran cross hey. country. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't that good, but it was fun. It was fun to yeah. experience high school life. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, and it was five of us kids. Yeah, so you're tight. Yeah. So my mom was like, get out of my house. You know, this is back in the, <laughs> back in the 80s. Get out of the house and go do something. That's right. All right, mom, I'm joining the Doesn't matter. Team. Just get outside. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and make sure you come in the house when the street lights come on. That's right. <laughs> exactly. So She'd run out in the neighborhood <laughs> that, and yell your name. That's you it. Hear. You only got to yell one time. and I'm. Yeah, because if you miss that, you're going to be in trouble. Exactly. Uh, you have any plans for what you're going to do after high school? I, at that time, I didn't. Um, College wasn't on the horizon? College was on the was on the horizon, but because I was, uh, 
it was five of us, uh, my mom and my dad, of course, four siblings. Uh From an affordability standpoint, I knew my mom couldn't, my family couldn't afford uh, to put me to college. Although a lot of my test scores, SAT scores were off the chart. Yeah. Uh, And going to Overbrook, unfortunately, if you're not maybe number one or two or the top 10% or whatever, they really don't give you much counseling with school. Yeah, no, you know, no schools yeah, really and, did. And I graduated with 750 12th graders. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. I, and I mentioned to my mom, I was like, hey, to defray the cost, how about I just join the Army? Well, how did that idea come up? It just, I just happened to see a recruiter. And oh, it, you did? Yeah. Did they come to the school? They came you? to the school. Yeah, yeah. And normally, every, for seniors, they'll have a recruiter from each service will come by and I think the army guy just happened to get me on a good day and I just signed up so yeah. really yeah he, I mean I talked to my mom about it did you sign up before your senior year was done probably yes because I went to the delayed entry program in February oh okay yeah. So, so they, yeah you did sign up yep and I was so you must have signed up at 17 or were you 18 I signed up at 17 I graduated high school at 17 yeah and I signed up at 17 and my mom had physically signed me into the military. Wow. Yeah. She had to sign me in. And the, the worst part, if you want to call it that, was my biological father wasn't in the picture. So it was my stepfather. Okay. But he never really signed. My biological father never really signed papers or anything like that. Mm. So my we had to track him down. To get oh permission. yeah yeah because you need both biological right groups, because yeah. I'm 17 yeah yeah so that was one of the harder things about that and then when I went to the MEP station I had flat feet <laughs> so they wouldn't that's accept. what they said yeah I had flat feet so the the they wouldn't accept me and you were cross country runner and yet that is yeah you had they had flat feet, feet. and so um, whoa they had me go back and the recruiter said get a coke bottle. And roll your foot over a Coke bottle for like the next two or three weeks. Huh. I, I don't know. That's so you essentially failed the MEPS physical. I failed the, yes, the MEPS physical. Okay. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I, I had flat feet. Were you kind of bummed? Or you kind of downcast at that time? Not really. Oh. Um, because this was a new experience. I've never, you know, I've never been out of Philly. I'm always, yeah, yeah, I only yeah. listen to, you know, teachers and mom and whatnot. So this was just a no, totally different experience but you still pursued it it wasn't like ah, I, I guess that wasn't in the card I still produce pursued it strictly because I didn't want to burden my parents with a, the, the financial you're trying to do something for yeah, them yeah I, I didn't want to, and that yeah. was the thing if, yeah. if if the if moms would have said oh don't worry about it we'll get some money we'll get some kind of way yeah I probably would have just said thanks military but yeah. I'm gonna go the college route that's kind of what happened wow so yeah are you really just Rolling that Coke bottle under your feet? I did. I rolled that shit for like two weeks. Did it hurt? It didn't hurt. And I don't know what it was doing. Yeah. But the recruiter, who probably had um, more than enough privates or soldiers actually getting to the military, this was like one thing that he said do. And all they had to have was... nuts. I never heard of that. All they had to have was a little arch. You know, because my feet enough to not touch the ground. Exactly, just one little arch. But and I don't know if they, I don't know if they do that now. I mean, this I don't know. This was eighty two. So this is nineteen eighty two. Yeah. 
military is on the come. It's not there yet. It's still right. kind of exactly. It's not the greatest. Thing it, exactly. Right. <laughs> yes. It's still first blood where there's sheriffs driving you out of town because you're some hippie. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So that's yeah, and that's what I uh, when I went through. But no one in my family had ever joined the military. As I was going to say, no history of military at all. I was the first, which made it hard for my mom. Yeah. No expectations. She had no idea. No expectations. And then plus, um, you know, when you see your son every day for 17 years yeah. and all of a sudden you don't see him. Yeah. And he doesn't have uh, the permissions to call and stuff like that. I think it was a little daunting to her. Then plus. Sure. Absolutely. Me and my brother went into the military the exact same day. So did you talk that out? Was this your older brother? Uh, Stacy is. Had to be older brother, right? He is. You were 17 when you were talking. He was 18. Okay. Um. As I like to say, my mom didn't even let the stitches heal. <laughs> that's how close we are. <laughs> that's my how older brother and sister. Yeah, that's yeah. how close we are. And so he went to Northeast High School, um, which was more of a, uh, it wasn't an urban school or anything like that. It was on the other side. Of, it was on the other side of railroad tracks. Okay. So those guys more than likely get the Marine or Air Force recruiter. When you're in the hood, sort of, yeah, yeah. you get a lot more army recruiter. So you didn't, like, talk with him, did you? No. Mm-mm. It was just kind of a freak it was, thing? It was just a freak thing. I was like, oh, oh I joined the army. He's like, oh, I joined the Marines. And then oh, we, um, and then that day, which was July 8th, when we both went to the map station. 83. 83. We both left the exact same day. Two cars came up to the house. One picked wow. him up. And one picked me up right about the same time. So- but this is after you've passed the physical. Now, right? right. I've passed the physical. I've passed everything. I've passed my, my ass fab. With did you have, uh, did he offer you a guaranteed job? Or did you sign a contract for a job? I did. Um, again. The How re- did you settle on? You were 71 Lima. I was 71 Lima. Lima. The recruiter said, Which is for those who don't know, which is? Administrative specialist. Okay. So how did you settle on that? The way I set, no. Let's change the dynamics. I didn't settle on it. That's what he What the recruiter told me <laughs> was, hey, uh, no one called me Rob back then, but hey, Robert. It's like, yeah. He's yeah. like, you like computers? I was like, oh, mind you, this is 82. Yeah, it's, the computers on, it's on the rise. On the horizon. Right? I was yeah. like, oh, my gosh. Love computers. Uh, Best thing is, like I tell you what. Yeah. 71 Lima, you're going to be on a computer all day long and twice on Sunday. Sign me up for that. And that's how I became a 71 Lima. Was there a bonus? <laughs> no, I'm sure. Did he even offer you anything with a bonus? No, but I'm sure since they know that I knew my homeroom keys, which is ASJ, ASD, oh, yeah, ASD, JKL yeah, yeah, yeah. semicolon. So you could kind of type. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it was. I could type and everything else. So. 71 Lima. 71 Lima. And what'd you say, July? July 8th, 1983. 80, graduate, yeah, 1983. Is that when you swore in? Yes, because um, yeah, you go to the map station on the day that you're leaving, so I guess that's the day that you swore in. You swore in in the civilian clothes. I I swore in with civilian clothes, then they said, sit in the chair. (laughs) They shaved all that shit. And that was the last time, again, we didn't have phones then either. No. So that was when when Stacy is my brother. When Stacy and I basically got in a vehicle, I think I may have seen him at the MEP station like once. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. like, all right, man. They keep you overnight there? Uh, no. You because do, you're, you're right in Philly. You, so you you're right in Philly, and you're going to Fort Jackson, South Carolina. So they put you on a bus? They put us on a bus. 
to bust you down, South Carolina? I believe they bust us to South Carolina. I don't think that. Yeah, because it was Ugh. so close. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how. Yeah, I think it, I was on a bus. What did you think of all those other guys on the bus? Uh, um, I think the difference was coming. You seem like an outgoing guy. So well, did no, you reach out to those. No, guys? coming out of Philly. Yeah. Um, you got to be guarded, right? The, 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 right. You're guarded because you don't trust anyone. Yeah. This, I've never been outside of Philly except in the streets and whatnot. What and were you thinking? Was it? Were you, were you excited? At no. That? Were you terrified of that? I cried like a little bitch. No. I, did, I, really? did, I did. Because it was new to me. When did it hit you? It was like, oh, maybe I made a mistake. Um, I, I think it... When I got to basic training. Yeah. When I got to basic training and seen they, all the... When you unasked the bus yeah. and they are and in your face. And screaming. I'm like, excuse yeah. me, um, yeah. moms don't even scream at me. But <laughs> I think that's just... It's, I'm your mom now for recruiting. It's brand new. Yeah. And so yeah. my first... And especially you had nobody to like prep you. Nobody, yeah. To tell you, hey, it's just a game. Just yeah. take it. And my, my stepdad... Um, he was a hard worker and my mom was hard workers, but again, they never kind of, you know, that discipline was instilled in me, but not like army discipline. I, it, yeah. And not like, right. I never had a whole bunch of dudes around me, you know, talking and Well, but that's, and a, that's like also that. a testament to your mom and dad that they weren't iron fisting you as you were growing well, I've gotten my beatings up growing up. Well, I, sure. <laughs> but they weren't like, but right, yeah. hey, why is that carpet a little crooked there? Right. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. Without a doubt. <laughs> so no, I, I wasn't. It didn't really hit me that this was different until I got to Drill Sergeant Brown and Drill Sergeant Clarkson. Did you get off the bus out. in the middle of the night? Um, probably. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was late because it was a long, long trip. Right. You know, that so is probably. A long trip. Yeah. Um, probably one or two in the morning. We go so to you're the stiff. Maps. They're yelling as you get off the bus. Yeah. Get your gear. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then they insulting you. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Toes on the yellow line. Yep. Yeah. And I. It, a tear came down. Drill Sergeant was like, you crying? Oh, you no. Crying? Yeah, he, he caught me. Drill Sergeant Brown, he caught yeah. me. And it was just, again, it was just brand new. Absolutely. Brand yeah, new. Yeah, yeah. Now, so, yeah. It's stress. Yeah, of course. It was, it was different. And uh, they called me Buckwheat. Oh, no. Yeah. I was pissed. <laughs> that was what they called me in basic training. Because I had on the black glasses. You know, oh, the, sure. And uh, I was a wiry kid. I was tall and skinny. And so, you didn't have the fro out. I didn't have any. No, that's what, that's what they called me, man. So I was like, oh, no. God. But after a while, it, it, it became pretty cool. You know? Well, you get used to it. You right? get you get used to it physically and everything else. I could run like a deer. Yeah, that helped. But I couldn't do push-ups. Well, and I couldn't you, do sit-ups. Well, you'll, you'll get yeah, a lot of push-ups. I got, yeah. I got a lot of those. So right. It was fun. But as long as you could run, that helps. Yeah. That helps a lot. And that's what... A lot of those guys really reach their point of no return when they can't run. And that's what kind of pushed me towards being recognized from a leadership perspective from yeah. the drill sergeant, strictly because I was able to run yeah. and a lot of guys couldn't. So, you know, um, how'd you do in basic? I was I did well in basic. Um, I didn't have any issues. Uh, did pretty good shooting. Uh, you ever shot before? Oh. I've I'm from I've shot, but not a, I've never no. I mean, rifle. Yeah, Let's there say you go. That. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I've never shot rifle. a rifle, so. Okay. Uh, but I, it's not unfamiliar to you. No, what shooting wasn't unfamiliar yeah. familiar to me. Um, the dynamics of, you know, hollering and things like that that wasn't new because I've seen it before, but just not this close up. Sure. But I think the the biggest thing that I learned is just the discipline. I found that I liked that. 
Oh, I liked. Did. Yeah, I liked someone kind of saying, "This is the way that the order. This is the way we do things. Yeah, this is a discipline because I'm. I was always an organized kid. So when I had a drill oh, sergeant I'd say, unusual. "This yeah. is how you march," or "This is how you do this," I took a liking to that. Because it was a little easier. Wake up at this time. Yeah. I, make yeah. your bed. Oh. Square away your foot. Like. I had one instance where I was four, four fifteen. I was on the top bunk. Drill Sergeant Clarkson, short white guy from the country, nice guy, came and uh, woke everyone up. But I was on the top bunk. And it's like my first week. Yeah. And um, I wasn't getting out of bed. <laughs> and he came over and shook the bed. And I guess I just woke up, and I woke up, and I act like I was going to swing on him. Oh no! <laughs> and he pushed me off. But again, this is '82. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so he touchy. pushed the whole top bunk um, on the floor, Damn. which we wanted. I was like, "Oh, yes, right. I'm not at home. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in basic training, so I need to be up." But no, that was like the only incident that I really. You had. know, you do that all cavalierly now. Oh yeah. <laughs> But what was that like at 83 when he's pushing you? Like, this son of a bitch is pushing me out. You know what? After a while, you had to take it because then you realize you're under their control. Yeah. You know, I and mean, then you can push back, but what's that going to get and you? And that's what I did. I I initiated because I wanted to take a swing at someone because. Because you were waking up. I was waking up, yeah. and I remember in some summer camp when <laughs> guys would push yeah. each other off the bunks and stuff like that, and we'd end up fighting. But this was summer camp. <laughs> When I was younger, but now that I'm in the military and someone else, I probably reverted back to that. So, yeah, I've learned my lesson many days. It was fun. And this was at uh, Fort Jackson. Fort Jackson, South Carolina. Delta 161, I think is what it was. And so you're going, so you're there kind of in the fall, right? Late late summer, fall? Yes, yes. Any difference climate-wise? You've never been out of Philly, right? I've never been out of Philly. Philly was humid. South Carolina was South Carolina was humid. I was like, oh, my gosh. It was hot. (laughs) I was losing weight. I was sweating. I was like, oh, I need some powder for my twigs and berries. I swear. You take a shower, you dry off, and you're still wet. Yeah, and and that's what took a lot to learn because I've I've Ah, never never been in that environment. So, But gradually, once... I start to get climatized or whatever. Sure. It was pretty easy. Do you ever have anybody push up on you in basic? Because uh, there's always that, right? There's always incidents of that, right? I have one incident. They try you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they try it's a, you. It's a locker room. Right. Right? They, it's a locker room. Uh, they, they tried me once. They didn't try me twice. That's kind of how Very I Very good. Yeah, I like they, they try me once. They try. Because again, you got a whole bunch of person. It's just like jail. Well, you got height on your side too. So, And that's why people... Kind of it's always the short guys. It is. It's always that's why I got pushed <laughs> up on me. Because, us short guys, I should say it that way. <laughs> because I was tall, they they thought they did. Uh, but again, I wasn't the type of person that's just going to be. You know, I'm I'm gonna be disruptive. I was just that dude. That just, you're not gonna be a bully, but right. you're not gonna get bullied. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it was fun. It was it was a learning experience, and I think that's where I honed, in my opinion my leadership characteristics huh? and yeah. style right yeah. there. Yeah. Because And you didn't even know it then. I didn't know it because guys were guys were But you knew how to me. relate to people. Right. Which is one of the better things of that is bigger one of, things of that's what I found even through my military career. If you talk to people like, you know, hey, we put on our pair of pants the same way. Yeah. We're on a different same level. 
they're more apt to actually listen sure. to you and enjoy you. That's Instead kind of, of always rearing back yes. to throw a punch. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, those, those, like days, those days are gone. <laughs> so. Did you get orders towards the end of BASIC? Mm-hmm. When I got orders for Engineer School Brigade in uh, Fort, Bell. Fort Belvoir, Virginia, wow. it was just different because everyone else is either going to combat arms overseas this was just they're all over the place they're right? all over the yeah. place but the thing about being a 71 Lima administrative specialist they can put you anywhere and that's true and so that was that's my right. first that's right um, that was my first I guess position where I didn't I, I didn't have a whole bunch of individuals it was just me and a spec 5 back then oh yeah yeah it was I a spec 5 it. and yeah, he was that, my yeah. boss and yep yeah, and um, I worked at the brigade level. So I didn't go into formations and things like that. So although I had a discipline from basic and AIT, I actually was working with like an 06, which was different. That can be good and bad. It was was good from a leadership perspective because I was like, oh, okay, this is the top. I'm watching it. But it can't be bad because you don't have any peers, right? right? You don't have anybody else. And you don't have any discipline because you think you can get away for things strictly because... You oh, got to know. Gotta, you been working for an old six? Exactly. And so that discipline kind of wanes a little bit. Did that catch but, you? Well, I had my, my E5, Spec 5. Yeah. Spec 5 Hinton. Michael P. Michael E. Hinton. And he was really good at reaming me in or pulling me in. Saying, oh, good. You know, hey, That's good. So he really watched out for you. Yeah. He watched out for me. Uh, haircut. Uniforms. And this is when I started to make sure my uniform was tight. Yeah. Shining my boots yeah. and stuff like that. Because, again, I loved... Uh, that discipline part. See, I saw that too from your peer group. Like right. if you're going out for the morning, he's like, dude, you look like shit. Your boots look like shit. Today. Yeah. 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 You got to fix that shit or you're going to make us run. You know, that kind I, of and I guess it just depends on the unit um, that you were sure. in. Cause I, but you were, you didn't have the benefit I didn't, I didn't, of 15 I, other PFCs. Right. I didn't, right? I didn't have the benefit of like Marty and Mike, all his groups saying, Hey, Squad, dude, shave, exactly. dude. You look like, shit. yeah. Of course, I was so young, man. I don't know if I, I don't know if I had whiskers coming in yet. <laughs> so, uh, How was your tech school? It couldn't have been a long school, right? Yeah. Well, it was. You go to basic training, yeah, and then right down the street, you go to um, uh, Alpha, so it was Alpha right Eleven there. Four. It yeah. was right at Fort Jackson. Yeah. It's just down the street. Uh, I it, said tech school. I should have said AIT. Right. Sometimes oh, I, talk, I talk to Air Force yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, a, I'm so, an Army yeah. guy. So, yeah, so AIT. Sorry. And so uh, the advanced individual training was different yeah. strictly because, oh, shit, what's up, girl? How you doing? <laughs> oh, you're mixed now. <laughs> We're mixed That's right. Now. You're mixed. We're mixed now. Because you had all male basic All training. males. But then when I... And they're my, like, hey, you're going to be working with her. And you're like... Right. Hey, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, because <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I didn't have... Um, it was all men, dudes, yeah, and basic. basic right? But then when I went to AIT, and there I was like, go. okay, what's up, girl? How you doing? And it was fun because I learned <laughs> I, I learned the skills of a 71 Lima. And then I also went to a postal school. So that's Fox. Oh. That's Fox 5 as well. That's a good. Uh, oh, that's a great. Yeah, yeah that's so, a good addition yeah. to have. And that's, a, and that's what they needed at that particular time. So it was right down the street, six or seven weeks. She and then just because um, she's getting old. I know. Six or seven weeks um, at Alpha Alpha Eleven Four, and then you can kind of go off post. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And you get those permissions. Yeah, you get those permissions. Number one. Then number two, they actually gave us a chance to go to um, 
Georgia, there's like an amusement park. So oh, yeah? All of us, yeah. So all of us was uh, went to Georgia in oh, uniform. Oh, really? You did? What's up, girl? How you doing? Yeah, because... <laughs> Because again, you, you're finally around females and vice versa. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and I I met this one young lady, and I've to this day I know her, and she's out in New York as a lawyer. No kidding. And we knew each other. You're we still were. in contact. Still in contact with her as a hey, what's going on? Yeah. Real nice person. Right. But uh, we were actually in AIT together, so that wow. was that was fun. But no, it was great. It, wow. was, it was actually really good. So you got your orders. You already know you're going to Belvoir, right? Right. AIT ends. Yeah. When? Do you remember? Probably I, um, March of the following year, like 84. Oh, okay. So you like did Christmas that. there. Yeah, right. All I right. did Christmas um, at Jackson. Did you go home? Um, I did. Yeah. I went home because, again, it was different. They allowed the you bus? to go home. No, I think I flew. Oh, okay. I think Look I flew. You. And, you know, that's when you got to wear your uniform yeah, and everything right, else. And, right. uh, and it's funny because back then, no one really said thank you for your service. No. No. They just was like, oh, okay. They were getting out of where they, the country kind of looked down on you. Right. Because they thought this for, that most guys and gals who joined the military couldn't make it in college and things like that. It's go to war or go to jail. Right. right. Exactly. And, that's and that kinda, was a lot of that Vietnam the, era. That's the label military. that you got. Yeah. yeah. So I went home, stayed there for a couple of weeks, um, and then came back, finished AIT, and then went Got my orders for Fort Belvoir. Because they were so close, I still just flew from South Carolina to Fort Belvoir. And then that kind of went from there. So you get to that first assignment. Right. Right? Yeah. And what's your duties there? My duty was to work for an 06 who was in in charge of the school brigade. God, an 06? That's crazy. Yeah, I I was working for an 06 my immediate I don't think I had contact with an 06 for years. My immediate supervisor was um, uh, Specialist Hinton. That's Spec Five. Yeah, Spec Five. Yeah. And what he and we worked with um, a, an E eight by her name was Sergeant First Class Janie Jefferson. Huh? So, okay. Specialist Hinton or Sergeant because I think they changed. He worked for her and she worked for the general. I mean, correction. She worked for the colonel from the for the entire brigade from an administrative. It was almost like a pack. Yeah. But she, Sergeant First Class Janie Jefferson, was in charge of anything administrative for the entire brigade, and she was great at it. And it's kind of funny because she reminds me of your your old auntie who smoked cigarette hanging out her mouth, <laughs> hair all disheveled, really? and that's what and that's how she was. But oh, she knew her stuff. How long had she she been in? Probably. 15, oh, and she 16, was in for a minute. Yeah, yeah, I was like, you know, you take another puff, you just might die. I mean, because <laughs> that's how that's how old she was, but she knew her shit. She did. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it was actually pretty cool. And one thing about her is she made sure Hint, Specialist Hinton or Sergeant Hinton, always made sure that I was disciplined. She would always be like, "All right, that's, Private see, Smith." A, yet another lesson. It's those senior non-commissioned yeah. officers yeah. that kind of made sure that. The young guy, gal coming in, that they followed the right discipline path. Now we knew, we know how your career ended up. Yeah, but at that time, were you like pocketing these lessons? I did was. You, did you see yourself as more than you were as an A one C? I mean, as a PFC at that time. I I was, but I was looking. I was not looking at it from an officer's perspective. Yeah, I was looking at yeah, it from yourself. From 
Specialist Hinton and Soren Jefferson, strictly because I saw how they were from a work perspective, from a discipline God, perspective. Great role models, right? And that's and that's exactly what it was. Yeah. I never, I couldn't find any fault. I'm sure there was, you know, but I couldn't find any fault. But what I did like was when Soren First Class Jefferson said. All right, team, we're going to do this. She made sure it got done. I don't care how late it was. And Follow up, man. Specialist, Specialist Hinton was the exact same way. Yeah. Um, so that's where I learned not discipline, and you have to make sure that you, if you say you're going to do something, do it. So your first enlistment's coming up, right? This is 84 now. You're right. in Belvoir. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple more years. I, your I enlistment's made, coming up. So what are you going to do? The, the reason I made... I found myself wanting more of the military or the army was, first of all, they opened the door for education oh, for yeah, me. Right, that was, right. I was, a, uh, I was a, as a. Yeah, you a, got your GI Bill in the bag now, right? Right. But I, it was Montgomery GI Bill. That's, Montgomery, that's exactly, right. That's right. Exactly. Good point. That's so, a good point. So, and I was able to go to school on my own because they instilled the discipline that says, hey, Private Smith, PFC. Smith. Better yourself. If you right, if you want to be X, you have to do Y. Yeah. And so I've learned. So that's where I I got all my education. I was in school every time I turned around, and Sergeant Jefferson was like, you know, hang in there, congratulations. Once you kind of get in the habit, it's like, uh, exactly. hey, I need to be doing something. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and right. and that was it. And that was what I learned is because, I'm, again, I'm from Philly, yeah. and meaning I'm an inner city kid, so I'm used to riding the buses. I didn't have a car. Yeah. I didn't have a girl. You know, but I knew education was important because I saw it from their perspective. That's rare. You know, yeah. that's, so you that's you don't usually get that. And that's the reason why I wanted to stay in because I wanted to get a degree and so forth. Oh, yeah. So, so you had the goal. I, oh yeah. My goal was to get a degree and um that was really it. And then everything else kind of went from there. So, so it was easy decision to re up. Very much, and no bonus, of course. Yeah, I was, <laughs> no, bonus. No, no bonus for someone that types on a computer. <laughs> so, yeah, it was very easy to sign up, and I think that the other thing was, um, from my parents' perspective, and this was just me. Yeah, um, I was sending eighty percent of my money to my mom. Yeah, you know, I've heard that story. Yeah, I've yeah. sent eighty percent of my money to my mom, and it's funny. Because after a while, I was like, "Damn, this is this is mine. What am I doing?" <laughs> and so, and I think once I but if you're if you're living on base or on post, right, right, I, I got it. You I, know, things are cheap and and I got it. But but still, after a point, you're like after after, and that's exactly what happened. I was like, you know what, mom, <laughs> I do love you, but we're gonna have to cut this. <laughs> and she got mad, oh, she deservedly so, because you know when you're. Paying when you're not paying when you're giving you you know your mom yeah, and family right, right. so much for like a year and a half and then all of a sudden all of a sudden and what it is I was growing up sure and she had to know that oh yeah she but knew still it. at the but same she, time of like, course yeah. she didn't go no baby you keep it she's not gonna send it back <laughs> <laughs> so after a while you know I kind of made that transition again I'm, I'm in school yeah I'm getting a lot more responsibility a lot more leadership and so that's again I'm, I'm becoming a man yeah that's probably the right, best way to put it right. so yeah. I'd no. like to go to Anthony's Pizza a couple yeah, more times. Exactly. I need some money. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> so it was fun. It was fun. And they, um, but that's where I learned everything from Hinton and Jefferson. That's great. Yeah. That's great. And I still remember them too. So, Where'd you go after Belvoir? After Fort Belvoir, 
I went to, I'm a preacher's kid. I went to Korea. <laughs> oh, so it's And time. I sinned every day that I was there. <laughs> it's time for your overseas. Yeah. I went from engineering. Now all, all constraints are off. Oh, it's off. Yeah, it's over with. <laughs> $5 massage. It's over. And I, I think, and I will say this, one of the, the, the difference is going back to um, engineer school brigade, I also learned discipline and leadership because I joined the um, the honor guard for the company. Oh, you did? I did because I'm six, well, six, three, six, four. Oh, you're perfect color holder right. right there. So I did that. And then also I got an article and 15. that sharp blue suit. Yep. And I got an article 15 for stealing cable. So again. All right. I'm, wait, I'm, wait, wait, I'm, what? So back in the day. Stealing cable? They gave you an article 15? They gave me an article 15. Summarized or what? No, it was 14 and 14. Oh. <laughs> and money taken out. So I was in. So a, for those who are listening, <laughs> especially all the non-army guys, yeah. that's. Yeah, 14 you? days restriction and 14 and days 14 days no pay no 14 days of extra duty oh extra duty and 14 days restriction oh they didn't take pay oh they took maybe like 150 dollars okay okay yeah and and here's why so back in the day when you're staying in the they barracks didn't do a summarize for you no, God it was a f- and so when you're back in the day when you're in the barracks yeah you don't get the type of reception that you get you now get nothing you get nothing yeah. so I had a little TV and I had a cable wire, so I plugged the, the little cable wire, coax, I guess, into my TV, and then I plugged it into the wall, yeah. but I wasn't going through a cable company. So I was getting great channels. Well, who was providing that cable? I don't, it's, but whoever it was, yeah. they knew that they shouldn't. So what happened was the company <laughs> commander, he would go, he would go around yeah. and he would inspect his barracks. Okay, yeah, sure. And he would go through them with the first sergeant, and if, they saw that that wire was attached to the wall and to your TV without uh, a cable box. They're saying that you're stealing cable. So anybody wow. that so how many guys got busted for that? Uh, like fourteen. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. so so they so what happened was when we I came in from work and there was a note that says and we had a formation and the formation basically said if there is a wire on top of your TV or on your bed. Yeah. Report to the company commander. So Captain oh, Pittman man. gave me an Article 15, and again, that was my first time getting in trouble from a military's perspective. Yeah, sure. So now I'm learning that there are things that you can do and things that you can't do. So right. again, this is always born my horizon, my leadership. And then after that, did that, and I went to Korea, and I went to. Well, the wait a minute, you got to be clinched up when he's calling you the office. I did right? because like, I, my God, because I'm a, I'm a, I'm, the, I'm taking pride. Like, you still oh, PFC yeah. at that time. Yeah, um, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I'm thinking I'm doing everything right, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. when he said the reason you're getting Article 15 is because you're stealing cable, and here's why, and he explained it to me, although I disagreed with it, I ah. understood the dynamics. Yeah. He's a company commander, and then I think at that moment I was like, "You know, that's that's power," you know. And sure. It, so, and that's a little bit of when I thought about becoming an officer, but. Not much, yeah. You know, but I just kind of went around and be like, man, there's one guy. Well, and you and you know, I don't see that in the Air Force. I don't know how it is in the Marines yeah. or, or the Navy. Yeah. But I've seen it many times in the Army. Oh yeah. Where they take pay from you. Yep. They can bust you. Yep. And they can restrict you. It's yes. like holy. Yeah. When you take pay from yes, somebody, especially hundred at a PSC. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. get your attention right. real quick. Yeah, I, know. Right? I know. So yeah, it was um. 
But again, I, I learned my lesson, um, yeah. and that helped. Uh, well, and I'm sure it wasn't a malicious thing. It was because there were so many. Yeah, it wasn't malicious, right? but I was like, really. But I, still, yeah. you're <laughs> on the bad side. Exactly. Yeah. But you know, and I explained it to my boss, and they understood. They laughed, of course, and they understood it. But then again, they made. But it, it is in your record. No. Oh, they no, they they, no. they purged it. Yeah, they don't. Um, or is it a temporary file or whatever? There's a company. You have a company article 15. Yeah, company and grade, right. a um, uh, field grade. Field grade. The company article 15 stayed in my records until I departed the company. Okay. Once I departed, and then they round file it. Yeah, yeah. They, they round filed it. So that was about it. And but again, Janie Jefferson, especially Michael Hinton, they use that as a teaching point. Say, like, okay, this is why you shouldn't do X. You know, hey, you're still right. you're still a good leader, and so yeah. forth and so on. You just have to be mindful from a discipline perspective. So, so when then, you step off the plane in Korea, yeah, did you get that whole kimchi smell? I on? did, and I was like, "What is that?" Where were you at? You were at uh... Uh, camp. So I went to Korea, and my position was 66 AG detachment, postal. Okay, I work at um, Kimpo Airport, and I oh really? I was the one. Wow. I was the one that delivered mail throughout the entire peninsula. That was my job. Yeah, yeah that was my job when I went to uh, Korea. And by then, I was an E4. Okay, so you made specialists. I made specialists. Um, but the entire peninsula? Yes. That's so, crazy. So it's, 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 it's just like um, FedEx. As an example, yeah. packages will, well, this is the example. Packages will come in from the U.S., yeah. It goes to Kempo Airport, and at night, me and, let's say, 12 other individuals, we would have a long conveyor belt, and then you would have trucks backed up into so this conveyor belt. Process, right? We would sort it. And, and then the log packs would take it out to wherever they're going. No, the, it wasn't the log packs. It was a Korean driver known as a Katusa. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was a known as a Katusa. Yeah. No, uh-huh. correction, not a Katusa. Uh, Aja. Odyssey, that's what we call it. Odyssey. Odyssey. Yeah, yeah. It would yeah, be the, a that. Korean yeah. driver, and then yeah. it would be one individual, um, like myself, or yeah. one of my soldiers. And the reason we did that is because this is government mail. We are yeah. going to all the installations. We go up to Wagon, we go up to Jeju-do, I mean, uh, Tongdashan. So we would go all the way up and then go all the way down, Pusan. <laughs> and we did that every day, every day. Yeah. And I, by then, I made corporal because I showed leadership. Oh, they put you to corporal. Yeah, they made me corporal. So they made me. Because they the, wanted you to have leadership stuff. Exactly. And they want you to have more pay. Yeah. They just want yeah, you to have exactly. Leadership. Yeah, I learned that. <laughs> I learned that quick. But now you're an NCO. Right. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm an NCO, and they, you know what, and the, 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 my team recognized me as such. Nice. So which was actually pretty cool. But yeah, I was there for uh, a little over a year. Did I, you do, did they send you to BNOC over there? Um, no, because I don't forget I was a corporal. I, I, that's, but still, I, that's where I don't know yeah. if they send you to no. BNOC before E5? or Yes, they do. Already... They, they send you to PLDC, Primary Leadership. Oh, PLDC, okay. Yeah, PLDC yeah, yeah, yeah. is kind of what they do. And then after you make E5, then they go they'll to send you go to BNOC, yeah. E6, and they send you something else. Okay. So, yeah, I, I did the Kempo Airport for a year. Um, we How do you do it? You, you're, you're so, you're glossing over all that stuff. But... Because I was a Fox 5. Remember I, I went to... No, no, still. But yeah. you're there. At this point, you're what? 20? Oh, 19? Man. I might be 22. Oh, yeah. at that point? Yeah, because it's like... 
Oh, you're, no, you know what? Not having no, been 17. anywhere, right? I might, I might have been 19. You're right, 19. Not having been anywhere. Now you're in a foreign country for a year. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. And with people who don't even speak the language. Right. Right. And trust me, I bought a lot of uh, drinks. Because <laughs> <laughs> I let you drink at 18, right? Yeah, let, no, they let me drink at 18, and I was trying to get with anybody last name Kim over there. I mean, because... <laughs> I was a preacher's kid. All those juicy girls. That's, that's there, right? it. <laughs> buy me drinky. Sure, I will buy you whatever you want. Hey, I'll buy you a watered down <laughs> drink. How much? <laughs> 25 bucks? What are you talking about? You know about? what? And I, I was paying it too. <laughs> so, because if you buy bottle, Rob, yeah, yeah, you yeah, buy yeah, bottle, we go in the back. Because again, I, I although I grew up in Philly, my both my parents were ministers. Yeah. So that time with women we'll just say that for now with women and yeah. just kind of being outside the of the protectiveness of your church family and your mom sure I did all of that when I was in Korea you remember uh, coming to America oh yeah remember when James oh, Earl Jones yeah, says yeah, yeah. sow your royal oats exactly. right <laughs> so I did all of that but every kid a... every every kid does that right. at some point yes. right because I... now you're on your own right. and it's Almost too much to handle. And really. I it's and really I couldn't just pick up the phone and call mom because it was I, long distance. Yeah. So um, oh, yeah. remember I those? Was, yeah. Remember how valuable? Like if you could get a calling card, like a twenty five dollar calling card. Oh my god! That's but, but then money. This, this is when I started to learn the Audubon. Because you can Audubon, go, Audubon because you, network. Because you yeah, go a certain room yeah, and you can you get call a, for free. an Audubon um, operator and then make a morale call. So yeah. I was, oh, you got to get there to the. In area operator, yeah. and then she'd make the call. Yeah, out. exactly. Yeah, so, but no, I, I um. So I was at Kimpo Airport, um, at Camp Market for like a year, a little over a year. Did you ever go up DMZ? Right? I did. Yeah, I did. I went up to the DMZ to deliver mail because again, we delivered mail oh. every day. Yeah, we worked at night, and two or three o'clock in the morning, my guys would send the trucks out, go deliver mail pick up mail and bring it back. So did you have the kid <laughs> shining your boots? What do they call those guys? Those little kids that come in, do your room, shine your boots, start your uniform. Um, we actually had that on Camp Market, which was where I stayed. Yeah, those guys are like 10 bucks a week or oh, whatever. Yeah, and they yeah. do all this yeah, stuff. Yep, yeah. they, they came in and um, so we had a pretty good working relationship yeah. with those individuals that actually came in. But for the most part, because I worked at night. Oh, you did? Yeah. Because okay. we worked, whenever flights came in, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. Yeah. And I think the biggest time that we had in Korea was, come on now, what's the, what's the exercise that they have every year? Ultra team, focus line? Team spirit. Is it team spirit? Oh, team spirit. Team yeah. spirit. So we had mail yeah. and a warehouse piled as high as possible because so much mail was coming in. Yeah. And I will say this, I feel bad about it now. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when packages were coming down the conveyor belt, sure. what we would do is we would take a look at it. We would go, we would look at the zip code and make sure it goes into the right truck. All right. If we saw a package that said glass, right? Here, that said glass, because okay. sometimes you had to put your uh, what was in a package. Yeah, and I'm just using glass as an example, but they did not put fragile on it or pay the extra money. We threw it. <laughs> we, Jesus. We, again, <laughs> we threw it and said, ah, doesn't say fragile. No. So we would throw it in a truck 
And a couple of times we got in trouble. Um, yeah, again, true. we're young. We're young. Yeah, yeah. And we got I get young. it. I, yeah. I probably would have. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but after a while, um, but seriously, I think that was my <laughs> true first taste of true leadership. Because also. I was in charge. Oh, okay. I was the one that was writing the manifest. Yeah, you're. A I was the guy yeah. that was sending out. Uh, you start uh, realizing that if you do jack around, right, and that's that, coming back on you. Exactly. Right? So that's why I was like, oh, "Hey guys, hey, 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 it's come on, you I, just did this I last know. week. I know." And then that's what I. No. That's when I point to the old corporal stripes. Huh? huh? Come on. <laughs> so, and but that's when I got my true taste of leadership from a perspective of. Uh, again, I'm I'm not, I'm never going to be a bully, but of just making sure things are done right in decency and order. But that's not always the easiest thing to do. It's not. Right. It isn't because you got to do it and tell them right without turning them against you. You know that, and that's tough. And what I did learn was uh, an NCO had told me as I was kind of growing up. He's I, his position. I would always he would say, Rob, what is leadership? And then finally, the answer that we came up with, leadership is the art of influencing others right. to get them to do what you need them to do. Yeah. That's it. So that, it's that simple. Telling them to go to hell and yeah. ask, having them ask you right. How do I get directions. Exactly. So yeah. that was my true taste of leadership at um, 66. So are you sold on a career at this point? Do you think? No. Because I'm still, I still love school. And no one... That, the problem that I seen or saw with some military folks is if you if if I had a Marty, meaning a mentor, who's like, yeah. Rob, There's sit down. Yeah, yeah, my my point is, hey Rob, sit down. Let's let's talk about your future. No. I never had that. No. So all I had was people that I saw as E sixes, E sevens, E eights that I I was like, oh, I like the way like, they're hey, going. Right. Yeah. I'd like to follow. I'd like to be like But that. I never had anyone no. say. I didn't either. Yeah. And that, that's, that made my decisions harder. Yeah. But. Absolutely. It also made my decisions easier when it came to um, staying in another year because I'm from the city. I'm an inner city and I didn't What are you know, going back to? What am I going back to? Yeah. So that was always the leading reason why I signed up. Yeah. That's yeah, fair. That was the only reason. Um, yeah, that was the only reason why I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and sign another that's smart. couple of years. Yeah. yeah, and that's kind of how. So Korea you got back from Korea eighty five, um, probably eighty five, little part of eighty six. Now what? Where are you at? Now, now I'm at. Um, again, I'm still a seventy one Lima. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm at um, Arlington Hall Station, which is in Virginia. Okay. Right now, Arlington, Arlington Hall, Hall Station. Exactly. Arlington Hall Station. Is that like a remote or something? It is very much remote. Okay. And Arlington Hall Station was the home of intelligence. Oh. And so that's what happened is I became, I was still a corporal. Yeah. Uh, I think I may have made my E5, but I actually went to work. And again, it's been a blessing. I actually went to work at Arlington Hall Station, which was the home of the intelligence. Descent is what they called it. <laughs> um, and so I did that. And that's where I started to work truly directly for a two-star general, one-star general. General Runyon, General Soyster, General Hyman. These are generals that I interacted with on a more consistent basis. And my immediate boss was Sergeant First Class Llewellyn, um, platoon sergeant. But again, I'm still not going to formations. because there's no unit there. Right, there's no unit there. And 
Sergeant First Class Llewellyn's boss was uh, Captain Michelle Parker. And okay. she was the descent to General Runyon, or she was the aide to General Runyon, General Soyster. My other boss was Colonel Hollingsworth. So now this is where I'm starting to see the true essence of officers yeah. and things like that. So that's kind of where it was. Uh, I'm 85, um, and they were saying, and I just kind of talked to uh, Captain Parker, sister, yeah. right? Um, and she was marrying a doctor and everything, and I was like, oh, okay. And so, but we were able to have a, not a subordinate supervisor conversation, to, to be honest, we were able to have a um, black woman to black man oh, conversation. That's rare. It's very rare because- Hard she, to get past rank sometimes. It's hard, it was hard to get past rank, but what she did was, and I, and I applaud her, she was saying, you don't, it's okay to reach for, for your stars. That's kind of the discussion she was saying. Yeah. It's okay to try something new. It's okay to continue to reach towards success. In other words, she just didn't want me to be stagnant. To just be satisfied with what you get. Exactly. So she was huh. the one that kind of said, you know, you ever thought about being an officer? I was like, yeah, I like it. I like what they do. Yeah. Um, she's like, you know, just think about it. I see the leadership traits in you, and I think that's something you should think about. And I just wow. kind of put, put it on the shelf. Yeah, but still, you got to be walking out of there with your head but then, high. Right? And then after a while, because, again, I worked for three stars, three generals, yeah. um, I started to, to entertain the idea, and I actually looked at it. And here's the thing that was so interesting. Back then, I don't know what year that was, 89-something, <laughs> 88, 89, no one was doing the – the Green and Gold Scholarship was out there, but no one yeah, was no – I one remember was, the program. Was no one there. was applying. Huh. And I just – Interesting. I took a chance, and I was like, "Hey, let me try it out." And um, I got all my paperwork. Did you have to complete your degree before you applied no, for it? No, oh. I actually because I only had a year and a half. Okay. Um, and so um, I talked to Captain Parker, and then I said, "Ma'am, this is what I'm going to do." She's like, "Fine." And I said, "Do you think I can get a letter of recommendation from General Hyman and General Soyster oh. and Colonel Hollingsworth?" And she's like, "Sure." I was like, get out of here. So, no, she's like, tell me what you want, and I'll get him. And then I talked to Sergeant First Class Llewellyn. Yeah. He was my platoon sergeant. To me, I thought it was more important to get a letter of recommendation from him because he's my most senior enlisted person. And I wanted, in my opinion, I wanted him to look at me to say, you'll be a great officer. And I would be proud or privileged to yeah. work under your tutelage because officers they can say that all day long but when you have an enlisted person kind of say sure. you know what I would follow you anywhere that's what I thought but was then again thing. the board sees a general yeah, letter that's true. and you're like okay. oh wait, done wait, <laughs> did you just steal my joy man did you just, <laughs> did you just say hey Rob <laughs> although you were fucked up those generals helped you out but no but but and you're right but I um, but, but internally because you're trying to do the right thing. Yes. To have your boss say, I think you would do it, right? Right. But I also recognize that those generals would not have written a recommendation if they didn't see me. Because, again, they saw me every day. Of course. So that's kind of how I looked at it. Yeah. Um, it did help. And um, once I got that, I think that was, like, the next step. I've always had high marks, OERs, NCOERs. Sure. and and it's because of the leadership that I learned from, yeah. from God. Yeah. Never kiss anybody's ass and will never choose to. 
but except the time I was in Korea. Not always the easiest yeah. time. Except for when I was in Korea. <laughs> <laughs> but, but again, um, from a leadership perspective, going to when I did the green to gold and everything else, that's when I really kind of looked at those senior leaders. Yeah. Because of A, how high they were, generals, yeah. mm-hmm. and then B, their decision affected everything. Yeah. You know, especially when it was intelligence, um, uh, it affected every outcome and whatnot. So that's where I really said, let me try something new. But believe it or not, I didn't want to become an officer. And here's why. I, I love cadence. Love, I love soldiers. I love being with soldiers. Yeah. Even when I was a captain, I would play dominoes and cards with my soldiers on a tank and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Hey, but sir, when mind. I got the green to gold, acceptance i almost turned it down because i wanted to still be an enlisted soldier and, yeah. be, and be able to lead troops there's more camaraderie there call call Absolutely. cadence yeah. oh my gosh i was like wait if i'm an officer i can't call cadence no. my platoon so i was like no i was like and then i was like you know what maybe i won't do it but again he was like don't don't be an idiot you don't want to rip off. Some, you want to rip off some uh, hard work. Like, games because for I, me, I, I wanted to be a drill sergeant i still wanted oh, to, okay. i wanted to be yeah. that type of yeah nco yeah, you know, but no, I was like, you know what? Let me just go with officers. You want me? You, yeah. want, you don't want to sing a little oh, few man, bars I, I, of I, I, hard work? I, I, I mean, I loved it. And my they were like, don't, don't do it. No, go to become an officer. I was like, okay, cool. So that's so you get accepted. What year do you remember? That I, happened 80, uh, 88, Because I went to college in eighty nine. Okay, a three year so, three year college. Right. The way the green to go works. This was in eighty eight. The way it works is you'll get accepted. Yeah. And you can get accepted not being accepted to any colleges. Just as long as you state, I've submitted. Yeah, and then you can go and apply for wherever. Right. But within that application process, you have to put, well, I I submitted an application to like these six schools. Yeah. And I'm just waiting for the results. So when when I got accepted, I had let the board know I hadn't gotten accepted to any of these schools yet. They were forthcoming. And then all these schools came in. Like I got accepted to Howard University. I got uh-huh. accepted to Virginia State. I got accepted to Shippensburg. And I went to, I was in Virginia. Uh-huh. I actually uh, talked to someone in my leadership. I think it was Captain Parker. And I was like, ma'am, I got accepted to Howard. HBCU, black school. Yeah. And she was like, you need to go and talk to the professor of military science and tell me that you're interested. And I was like, cool. So put on my uniform. And I, I went to the school, found out where the ROTC area was. Yeah. Mind you, it's an HBCU. I, I think I'm 24 or 5. I don't know how old it was. I went there, and as I'm walking towards the school, a guy was like, yo, you want to hit this? And I oh, was shit. like, <laughs> In uniform. In uniform. Right, brother, he said, like, you want to hit this? And I was like, no, nah, man, I, I'm cool. So... I went to the uh, uh, professor of military science, <laughs> and I kind of walked in. This was at Howard. This is at Howard. Oh. Everybody was a cadet. Yeah, but I was a sergeant, so I kind of walked in. So they really didn't pay me no never mind. But and I will tell you this: because of my upbringing, I had never seen so many beautiful women in my life. <laughs> I shit you not, and that intimidated me. Oh, because I knew. That if my ass went to Howard University mm-hmm. or any other school, I was going to party my ass off and fail. 
Wow. So that's just, and I had that discipline. That's to, crazy insight to have at that I was 24, yeah. 25, but I knew I was like, Howard, beautiful women all over the place. Yeah. Now, now, mind you, I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have anybody put their arms around me like, hey, Rob, don't worry about it. I got yeah, you. Right. We'll you. I didn't have you. that. So yeah. I decided to go to Shippensburg University. Where's that? Uh, Harrisburg University. I'm um, Harrisburg, like 50 miles. Yes, it was. I think it was like less than 2% black. Huh? Yeah, exactly. And I was like, huh. huh. When I walked in, I was like, what the fuck? I'll be safe here. <laughs> and I, and if and it, I had a harder time there passing those courses huh. because they looked at me like, oh, shit, you here now. Yeah. You need to buckle down and do it yourself. But mind you, I hadn't been part of that school dynamic because I was in the military. No, you haven't. And I had, although it was discipline and everything else. And you're else, coming in at what, junior level classes? I'm coming in as a, what's the second year? Um, sophomore? Sophomore. Okay. Late sophomore. Yeah. Um, so I'm coming as a sophomore and everything was just new to me. Uh, so again, that is the only reason why I didn't go to, I'm not say, I am not saying that those schools are party schools. I just knew me at you that time. You knew you. At that right. time. Right. Um, with the beautiful women and yeah. the location and the environment and someone asking me that I want to hit this day one in uniform. <laughs> I just knew I didn't have the discipline. Yeah, <laughs> right. So this is the reason why I went to Shippensburg. I did that for three years, graduated, and then became an officer. Did you go to camp? I did. We Where was your it, camp at? Um, it was going to be at Bragg, but this is the year they changed everything to Seattle, Washington. Fort Lewis. I went to Fort Lewis. I, I what year did you go to Fort Lewis? Um... So you go you go during your junior year, yeah. so 88, 89. I went in 88. I went probably 90. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that's because they just changed it. Look at us. We're, we're yeah. even that much they closer. They changed it. And, um, so you must have went to one of the early cycles because you were probably a decent student. Yep. I, I was, was a terrible student, so yeah, I went, went to, to the last one. <laughs> I, <laughs> yep, I went, I went to uh, there, and um, based off of what you get there. Yeah, your camp score. Your, your camp score. And your GPA. And I got um, active duty. Oh, I get you. An RA commission, I guess. R- that's exactly what I got. A regular I got a, an RA commission. Yeah. And then it was like, well, if you get an RA commission, you have to choose combat arms. I was like, my ass is not going combat. That's bullshit. Yeah. But, okay. <laughs> and so yeah. I signed up for uh, armor. That's that's when you me. put that. What was your top five? You remember your yep. top five? Do you remember what my, it was? My top five was armor. Yeah. Uh, no correction. My top five started with because um, I don't think you had to put combat arms. You had to have a combat. No, arms you just had to have. It could be combat arm, combat support. My co- my top five was um, MI. Oh, wow. Yeah, my MI, it was MI military police because that was my degree, criminal yeah. justice. MI military police um, uh, armor. I did put field artillery, and then it was something else that uh, I don't know what it was, but it all had to do with like intelligence, computers, and stuff oh, like that. Oh, cool. So, yeah. uh, no, it was AG. Yeah, because, really? that's, because that's what I had done my oh, whole yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. So, you're, that, you're that was one of my yeah. um, ones to get. And. I got my, I got MI, my top one, and then I took armor. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I was like, oh, and it was, armor was fun. Armor was my number one. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love tanking. Oh, it was, it was the best. In fact, a friend of mine, we both wanted to go. I think he bought some boots. 
Really? Those boots with the uh, one the strap tanker, that tanker ran boots, oh. yes, sir. It's like, that's badass, man. Because yeah. we thought for sure we were going to go. Yeah. We, no? No, it, it was fun. Yeah. I really enjoyed tanking, as they called it, being there. Yeah. And then I enjoyed my platoon sergeant, sergeant first class cover. Taught, yeah. taught me everything. It, you know? It's lucky when you get a guy who's well. Yeah, and will cuss me out. And, of course, I'm like, you know, I'm... You know, I'm an officer, right? You know, but he never cussed me out in front of the troops. He would take me to right. the side and we would discuss it like men, like leaders. And my point was he just, he showed me the correct way to yeah. tank and to lead men. And that, uh, and Sergeant Cover, he's from Altoona, Pennsylvania. And it's funny because there have been more times that I had to go to the general on him because he was just <laughs> out there. And I'm like, Sergeant Cover, come on, man. But again, I love this, that guy to this day because yeah. he taught me everything that I right. needed to. But sometimes it's hard because you're like you only have so many chips I know. with the battalion <laughs> commander, exactly. right? Like, <laughs> so yeah, so that was fun. I mean, coming back in as an officer was uh, who I, pinned you on? Uh, my mom. Nice. My, my mom pinned me at. Yeah. Um, nice. My mom and my stepdad pinned me. They're from Philly, and so uh, my mom knew that I was working at it. And it's funny because my girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Who is now my ex-wife? Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, join yeah, the club. Exactly. You she, can't be on this podcast without an ex. Right? She wanted to uh, pin me, and I was like, "Nope, that's reserved really? for my mom." Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Nah, that, um, that's Good. reserved for my mom." Yeah. So my mom and she came up, and it's funny because I, parents see things in their kids that sometimes we don't see, and my mom has always said. You know, you've always been that type of person who's been kind of like a leader. Yeah. You know, and, and I never saw it because I'm, I'm just her son. But well, she, you don't want to be arrogant about right. it, right? But she came up from Philly. My whole entire family came up to Shippensburg University. I remember it. During the summer, it was just me and Daniel Klein. Daniel J. Klein um, are the ones that pinned me. It was who, like... Who uh, who gave you first salute? The, the um, unit first sergeant? Yeah, the, uh, no, the master sergeant from, oh, master. from, from ROTC. Did you give yeah. him a silver dollar? I did. I did. <laughs> Gave him a silver dollar. And it's kind of funny because, again, being enlisted before, yeah. I almost had an up on everyone else because there weren't too many other enlisted folks. Um, the master sergeant who was at the ROTC, even he would teach me certain things okay. because he knew that I was once enlisted. Yeah. You know, and uh, so sometimes I, that makes that easier. It does. Sometimes those guys are the biggest assholes. Yeah, they are because they know. They're like, oh, now I get some power, baby. And they expect more too. <laughs> yeah. and, they, and that's what yeah. he did. He expected me physically, mentally, and everything else to be a little better ah. strictly because I've worn a uniform. I understand certain things. So sure. it was fun. It was, I wouldn't, wouldn't trade it for the world. So now you commission. Yeah. Now you're going to do your four years as an armor officer. Right. Right? Did you re- go, go rebuy your uh, uh, your blues with the yellow stripe? I did. Now you're yellow. I did. Right? Well, the, my that was so sharp. My first duty station was Fort Carson. Oh, you can't No, no, there. correction. Yeah, it was Fort Carson. Fort Carson. Fourth Pini. ID at that time? Fourth ID. Yeah. Um, and um, I remember my boss. I was a second lieutenant. Um I was at Fort Carson doing Pinion Cannon. I was on a tank. A lot of cold I, days up in Pinion oh, Cannon. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I love my guys, Sergeant Rosado, yeah. Sergeant Culver, Sergeant Smith. This was my team, and they kind of taught me. And then I did that for a number of years. I went to the NTC, yeah, Peanut yeah. Gallery. My boss, when I became an XO, was uh, Captain Fixler. Okay. Real skinny guy. And 
With the same unit, the same. Uh, yes. Well, what happened was I was in one. Did you grow up from second lieutenant, first lieutenant, in that same unit. Right. No, I was second lieutenant in one unit. Yeah. And then once I became first lieutenant, they moved me to another unit, possibly down the street, because I was the XO. Okay. So I was the XO to Captain Fixler, and then again, Pinion Canyon and everything else. And then while I was there, I also did a stint at Fort Polk. Fort Polk, Louisiana. JRTC. JRTC. I was there before JRTC. Yeah, see, that's <laughs> and that's what it is. I was like the first or second for yeah. JRTC because JRTC. You should have seen Fort Polk before oh, they yeah, poured all that money in. I know. It's like, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, and so I was there for like the second stint at JRTC. Nice. Um, came back. Um, you're, an, you're a first lieutenant. I'm a first lieutenant, and then I made captain. Oh, you made captain there? Right. Nice. At, at Fort, at the, at the tail end of my stint at um, Fort Carson. Okay, so how does that work? So once you're promoted captain, you're off to OAC, but you're branch detail. Right. I'm off to um, Fort Huachuca. That was where your advanced course was? Yes. Because I I did, um, as a matter of fact, I take that back. When I left Fort Carson, I was a a senior first First lieutenant lieutenant who had made the captain's list Oh, but then you went off to and then OAC, I went to uh, right. No, I went to um, uh, Fort Huachuca for the advanced course, is what we called it. Yeah, and then I got promoted there. Okay, and then once I left there, I went to Germany, Heidelberg, Germany. Well, well, wait a minute. You went so once you were went off to your advanced course, you were done with your four years of D- armor. Right, done with armor. Right, no more breaking track. No more breaking track. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No more watching people break track. <laughs> Because that's when I was like, oh, yeah, I'm an officer. I Sir, we got yeah, this. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I will tell you this, which is funny. In changing this, I had a lieutenant brother. Uh, and the only reason I'm saying that is because of the way he was acting. So we were we grew up as first lieutenants. Okay. I had Sergeant Culver. He had some other sergeant. Yeah. And so here's what he did. Um, we came to the, we went to the, um, uh, to the maintenance yard, if you will, where all the tanks were. And his sergeant, disheveled, wrinkled uniform, boots dirty, and he chewed him out up oh, and down. And, yes, in front of his troops. That's bad. Exactly. And I was like, "Yo, man." It's I was bad. like, and I pulled him over. I was like, "Look, man, his name is Spencer, Lieutenant Spencer. Known this is." And I said, "Hey, man, you have to understand, we're officers. They're the ones who work for us, or they, you know, they're enlisted soldiers or whatnot." I was like, "Hey, man, this guy is working for you, which is a reason why his." Uniform. He said, every time I see you, Sergeant, you should look just like me. Oh, no. And I was like, bro, you can't do that. That's bad. And I'm like, these boys are here for you, and you shouldn't do that. I was like, go and tell me what to I was like, you know what? My bad, dog. And so then we had an inspection company. Battalion. Oh, so he took your advice? And- he didn't take my advice. Oh, he didn't He did not heed it. And so a couple of weeks later, we had an inspection. All of a sudden, BII is missing. Tank parts, are, you know, is failing. And I was like, bro. You gotta treat these guys with respect. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not I understand the difference between officer enlisted. I said, but you got to let these guys know you appreciate them. And they will never look like you spiffy. I said, because their asses work. Right. And he didn't like that, but I was just being honest with that's, him. That's uh, you know, and that's but you were trying to be his right, mentor. Right. I was trying to say, yo, yeah. Spence, don't do that. So I did that and then I went to uh, Arizona. Okay. Let's do it let's do it real quick unless I gloss over anything. Yeah. So now you're a military intelligence. Yes. But you only stayed in there for how many years? I stayed in there probably f- three, three years. Three, three years? Yeah, three years. After that, I went to become a basic training company commander. 
Oh, oh, so just kind of almost special dude, right? Yeah, because if, if you wanted to get promoted to major, you had to have a company command. And I, Oh, okay, and so they counted that. That's right. good. And so yeah. optimally, I would much rather have had a command in an MI unit. Yeah, of course, but that's competitive. Right, exactly. And, and um, yeah, my water walking days were over. <laughs> so I was able to find a basic training company command position, and I did that for two years. So give me five minutes on that basic training command. Basic training company. Is that the biggest headache of your life? It was. 200, <laughs> 225 soldiers every 12 weeks. and maybe How many instructors did you have? Six to eight drill sergeants. Uh. And then I had one first sergeant who was special forces ranger tabbed out. And then he left and I, and I got a first sergeant who just happened to be female. The only reason I'm saying making a difference is she was an administrative first sergeant. Completely different approach. Completely different approach to everything. She was strong. Yeah. But a lot of the dynamics was totally different. Well, she probably didn't have the experience in with the personal situations that brought up in a basic training. Yes and no. She was on those. I will give it to her. She was on these privates like white on rice. She was tough. But when it came to BRM, when it came to things, physical fitness, she was okay, but just not as strong as BRM. But she wasn't a follow me guy. No, oh no, she, we, we, they knew who was in charge. Yeah. Uh, so she was, I did that for two years. And then after I did that, um, I was doing the acquisition thing, I think. How did you transfer then at that point? To, from, am I to? Or how did you enter acquisitions? Um, I received a letter. Um, but that, you, you had already filed to switch branches again? No. Um, or was this part of the deal? They looked at, no, it was never part of the deal. They looked at your records yeah. and they say, like, hey, we need uh, the, the top, let's just go 20% of this particular class. We want to move them to something new, which is known as acquisition. Oh, okay. And that's how oh, I was, so, yeah. I was favorably selected. We just put it that yeah, way. Yeah, right, right. And, um, but it wasn't anything that you actively sought. No, no, huh. it wasn't. But, I will say that once I got into it and understood the dynamics of acquisition, cradle to grave and equipment and things like that. The importance of it is crazy. Right. And then that's when I realized the importance of it, program management, et cetera, et cetera. And that's kind of how my rest of my military career went. I think the importance of it is is crazy to all these programs. I mean, it's so right. influential. Yes. Right? However, the lack of satisfaction to get about being around troops was Drops off. right off the cliff. It right? was. It was because I recognized that um, when I was in basic training, it was it was a high. Yeah. Because yeah. soldiers loved me as a person. Yeah. They loved my uh, talking to them. The greatest thing you can have is when you talk to a private, like, "Hey, Private Jones, what's going on? How are you?" All because right. they're just not used to it. So that was. Euphoria for me. Sure. But then once I got into the acquisition, it's more about seniors, majors, colonels. You don't have that comradeship. Yeah. Yeah, You don't have the, hey, let's go out because everybody that you're dealing with are always your senior officers. So it was different. Um, And you ended up retiring. As a lieutenant colonel, I did. I reti- you, where did you get promoted to lieutenant colonel? Just um, huge. That's a huge promotion. I got promoted at um, after I finished basic training and went to acquisition. I was then stationed at Fort McPherson, Georgia. Oh yeah. Yes, and then um, it's funny because is McPherson even there anymore? No. You know, know what's there? 
No. Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry bought Fort McPherson. What? I shit you not. Yeah. <laughs> For, because this was also done during the time of the Brack. Base realignment. Okay, sure, yeah, yeah. Fort McPherson right. was on the base list, yeah. Brack, Brack list. So that was closing down. I was there um, around 2003, I think is what it oh, Maybe wow. a little bit later. Yeah. Maybe it's probably a little bit later. Um, I got promoted because I had, 2003, I brought a house and, uh, correction, I was stationed um, in um, Fort Gordon, Georgia. Okay. Before yeah. Fort McPherson. So yeah, I was stationed in Fort Gordon, Georgia um, as an MI guy yeah. working at the Battle Lab. Then I went acquisition, stationed in Fort McPherson. I bought a house because I didn't think I was going to get promoted to lieutenant colonel. And then I got promoted to lieutenant colonel, and I went from Fort McPherson to Aberdeen Proving Ground. Did you get promoted uh, on time for your year group? Yes. Wow. Yes, I got promoted. You know, you've downplayed us, but I'm smart enough to realize, hey, you must have been pretty Oh, I was pretty good. I was, I I, I was, you know what? I was a shit. My bad. I don't know why I didn't say that the first time. I was pretty good strictly because I I I I thrived on it. I fed on it because here's why. Number one, and this is just Rob Smith. I didn't see too many black leaders. Oh, okay. That was that's something that was important to me because I'm an inner city kid, and I wanted Private Joe Snuffy, who happened to come out of Alabama or whatever, or you know wherever. I wanted him or her to be able to look at me and go, if he can sure. do it, I can do it. And <laughs> and that was the reason why when I went acquisition and I got, so I was, I was doing well, but what I've noticed is just me, as I got into the major and the senior, I mean, Lieutenant Colonel, it was harder to find mentorship. It, oh, absolutely. It, it yeah. really was. And so. Because you got a whole bunch of 05s. Oh, vying for a couple of six. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's so now although, competition. Now. Although I was doing pretty well. Did you go to War College? Um, no. I was going to be selected. Is War College as, as after O six? No. That's before. Or is it a precursor? It's a precursor. Okay. And the challenge that I had was being an acquisition, I would we'll just use Arlington Hall Station as a bad example. I started to get away from the flagpole. And you know, if you're not yeah. near the flagpole, yeah. They could give two shits about you. Yeah. You know, and again, I, I just didn't have any mentorship. Like, hey, Rob, take this class, do this, do this, go to this. Class. I, I didn't have anything. It's the nature of that branch, too. Uh, yeah. You know, that's it. Right. Is that what led to your retirement? Yes. Um, I um, I even volunteered and went to Afghanistan just so that I can be seen. As a, is that an ILO? Uh, no, I just went to Afghanistan so that I can be more on the my boss's radar. Yeah. And uh, and then that you went, went as an ac- acquisitions guy. I did. I worked in um, PEO, IEWS, intelligence, uh, intelligence, electronics, warfare, and sensors. Okay. So all of those sensors that we had on the battlefield, my organization was wow. part of that. So yeah. the flares and the balloons and all those things, I was part of that organization, and I volunteered so that I can get some quote unquote FaceTime from yeah. a distance. But I think it was a little too late, oh. you know. And so after a while, when I realized, you know what, it's probably better that I just. What year did you go over there? Then I went over there a year before I retired. Holy yeah, like two thousand sixteen. Two thousand sixteen. Yeah, fifth. Wow. Uh, yeah, sixteen. And then over there, I was like, you know what, I'm going to just retire. How long did you stay? Four or five months. 
Oh, yeah. We're in Afghanistan? Yeah. A year. Oh, you did a year? Here, well, see, so here's how it worked. I was like, hey, sir, sure, I'll volunteer. Yeah, we need someone for about about a month, a month and a half. Because some of them were short. short like, sir, sign me up. Yeah. So I told my landlord in California, where everything is expensive as hell, I'm only going there for 30, 45 days. I'm not going to get rid of my apartment. I'll continue to pay rent. And I was like, then I said this, but since I'm going to serve my country, do I have to pay rent? She's like, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so while I was over there for the 45 days, yeah. it increased to three months. Oh. And then it increased to six months. And then it increased for a year. And I'm still paying rent and there's nobody in my apartment. Oh, yeah, be living Yeah, that, and then yeah. I was. And then while I was over there, she raised the damn rent on me. I was like, oh, my yeah. God. So again... It was a learning lesson. Yeah. I did enjoy it because what I did was I helped bring in a lot of equipment for our soldiers while we were over there. Did you get back in touch with like, you know, real army and, and, and I some, did. Of, some of that I stuff, did. So. And that was the fun part is because they saw me as, oh shit, how come Colonel Smith? You know, uh, um, meaning I was I was with troops everywhere. Right. You know, you weren't playing spades with them, but at least you were out I, there. No, I did. They, oh, they, <laughs> I, when you go to the rec center. They do you, that. You, Carl, you don't play spades, dude. Oh, yeah. When you go to the rec center, I was playing dominoes and whatnot. So you were again, playing bidwiz, were you? I don't know how to play that. I don't either. I okay, never yes. learned how to. But everybody always said, oh, you should learn this. It's I so said, everyone fun. says, yeah. I was like, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> but no, it, it, it was a it, I think, in essence, my entire life in the military from beginning to end was something that I gravitated towards strictly because I just enjoyed leadership. Yeah. And I think that pushed that same type of things that I did in the military to my current job where I like to treat people as people. Absolutely. You yeah. know, and I like yeah. to communicate with folks and I don't want folks to ever be scared to come up to me and to tell me something like a bad news or whatever the case is because again, I was the exact same way in the military. So. What, uh, where'd you go in Afghanistan? I was at uh, Kabul. Yeah. Um, and we just went all over the place. Yeah, a couple of times. I would go to different sites to make yeah, sure. Yeah, went out to the fobs or anything like that. I did. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I went out to the fobs. Yeah. Um, I had my little M4, and I'd be like, uh, <laughs> Sergeant, you're going to protect me, right? Yes, yeah, sir, I got you. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm good, man. So, yeah, I, I had a, a good time over there, and I really, really enjoyed it. What's your, uh, looking back, what do you think your proudest moment was? I think my proudest moment was uh, when I was in Korea. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and um, I think my proudest moment was one, not quitting in basic training. Somebody else came back and said the same thing. Yeah, because yeah, uh, um, it's a big thing because you don't know. If you're I had make it, I had right? guys and guy a guy like a Thurman, one of the guys named Thurman, a couple other folks. They would try to injure themselves to get out of basic training. Oh, yeah. And I think just understanding that, hey, Rob, this is only going to go for eight weeks, yeah. the discipline and the hollering, but that, so that helped me grow. So yeah. I think that was my proudest moment. Although I can say becoming an officer and being a battalion commander and doing all these other things. Oh, not to minimize those those times. Right. Yeah. But I think just being able to be there to propel me towards leadership. Especially as young as you were. Right. Never being in that environment. Exactly. And to push through. And that's. And so, to stand up to the end and go. Yeah. And that's, so that's my proudest moment. And then 
like being a basic training company commander and yeah. actually having a kid probably a couple of years ago like Sir, of course that's all were you and I was like yeah so that's great yeah but other than that I, all right so I would do it again what was the what was the worst ass chewing you ever took the worst ass chewing I took was um, when set I set it all up what okay. did you do so not stealing cable nope basic <laughs> basic training company commander yeah what we had to do was um, there was five companies and every day there was a different venue that your soldiers or your troops had to go through so this particular day my soldiers my privates or whatever they were doing the lanes for the grenade oh okay right so my battalion commander Alan C. Kate um, what he would do is he would go from place to place all his companies and just check on training yeah Yeah. so he came to my training and it's it's throwing a fucking grenade so there isn't much you can do so I had I don't know a company there and I had some guys throwing it and some guys reading a book so Colonel Kate comes to me and in front of my soldiers and he's like what's going on I'm like hey sir you know they're just doing throwing grenades and it's like and what else like nothing wait what rank were you at this time I was a captain okay and I was like I was like sir there's really not much and I was like why I said that and so he chewed my ass so bad. Really? That, yeah, and he did in front of the soldiers. I'm like, so are you going to kind of move me? And he just kept chewing my ass. Did he lock you up? Yeah, he did. Oh. He was like, you are just inept. And inf- now, here's the difference. I'm 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, yeah. He's 5'2". Okay. All right, so there's one one period, and he was lieutenant colonel. And so he's chewing my ass, chewing my ass. I'm like, fuck. And so... Over the horizon, I see the chaplain, lieutenant, real cool cat, walking towards us just because he likes to just see what's going on. He's walking towards us, and he gets, I don't know, 75 meters or whatever. He sees me getting chewed out by Colonel Allen C. Kate. He turns around. Oh, he did? He turns around. And I was like, this no God for you nothing. today. He, just turned, <laughs> he turns around. So that was my worst ass chewing. And again, I've been chewed. And, and the only reason I say it was the worst is because he didn't respect me enough as a leader yeah. to pull me to the side. And then I've gotten chewed from, from screwing up Tank Table 12. Sure. And but things you, like but that. But you got that and you learned from it. I did learn from it. And, this and one I, just made your fist and, curl. And right? I never did it to any other soldier or right. anything like that. Unless I had to for safety. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean. But yeah. this was just your white knuckle. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Right? And then to make matters worse, when the chaplain's like, you know what? <laughs> I think I'm going to go over here and talk to Jesus or somebody else. Didn't even come out here to be like, sir, you, you okay, Rob? You need a hug? No. Just turned around. So I was like, all right. <laughs> so, so, yeah, but again, I wouldn't trade it for the world, man. I learned so, so much. I really would. Lieutenant Colonel Rob Smith. Been a privilege talking to you oh, and getting yeah. your story. I enjoy it. God, that was awesome. Oh yeah, and yeah, it's it's fun. On behalf of Lieutenant Colonel Smith, I'd like to thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the show, and if you did, please leave a like and a comment, and share the podcast with someone else. And as always, make sure to download the next episode for more service origin stories. So until next time, on your feet, follow.